You're listening to Comedy Central. Back with another fresh episode of your favorite podcast, favorite podcast, The Roast Battle. We're in the middle of traveling the country to see who the fuck fucks with us and to put on one of the dopest live shows in the history of organized comedy. April 11th, we're going to be at Zany's in Nashville. If you're in Nashville, make sure you get your ass over there. April 12th, we're going to be at Stand Up Live in Huntsville, Alabama. And April 13th, we're going to be at the Rockefeller Center in Houston. These roast battle shows are indescribably fun. They're fun to do. They're fun to go to. Um, The wave is crazy. They're giving out lap dances. We were in South by Southwest, and uh, some guy got a lap dance from Willie, and then a guy ended up getting pissed on by Jamar Neighbors. These are facts. We love putting on a great show. I absolutely love our fans. All you guys that come out and, and, and hug us and take pictures, you guys are dope. I absolutely love people coming out to the show, shaking our hands, and saying what's up with you. I haven't met a Rose Battle fan that I don't like. Okay, with one exception, there was some weird-ass guy who licked the stage at the end of a wave bit, and, and the wave bit had, like, water on the stage that came out of Jeremiah's ass. That was on call for, and I have higher expectations for the conduct of our fans. But everybody else that I met, you guys are on point. To give you a little taste of what we do on the road, these next two episodes are going to feature what we did in South by Southwest. We went out there a couple weeks ago. We bought our house judge, Mike Lawrence, took the wave, took a couple battlers. I was there. We were recorded everything and we had a couple of really good nights there so the next couple episodes we're gonna play some of the audio of those nights they're fucking awesome hopefully you guys enjoy our guest this week is jenna freeman uh she was there uh, as a judge for one of the nights so we're gonna hear a little bit of her hear a little bit of battles get some tickets go to roastbattle.com we love you because you love us frank you earless pikachu pinata You look like the one child who got autism from a flu shot. (laughs) Joe didn't fly to Austin. He roller skated here backwards. (laughs) Frank's parents were gang members. It looks like his mom poured out a 40 onto her uterus. (laughs) Damn. Joe's head so big, he puts his t-shirts on like skinny jeans. Mm. Yeah. That joke's like that that joke's like your fiance. They could both do better. <laughs> Jesus. Holy you know, shit. Actually, there are a lot of there are a lot of Franks that are funnier than you, like Caliendo or Anne. <laughs> seen Joe this excited since he shot Gianni Versace. Hey, welcome to the Roast Battle Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Moses. Pat Barker's here. Hey, what's up, dude? That's his voice. Yeah. Our guest today, uh, is an extraordinarily talented person, as anybody we really interview here. Her name is Jenna Friedman. Hi, Jenna. Hi. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> you don't really sound like that, do you? No, I'm, this is my podcast. No, my podcast voice is going to be this now inspired by Elizabeth Holmes. Ooh, it's very, very feminine. 
Did you see the uh, Elizabeth Holmes HBO documentary? No. What's it about? Theranos. Do you know the whole story? No. This woman, like me, she had a $9 billion fake company, and part of her secret was lowering her voice to sound like a man and dressing like Steve Jobs. Oh, that's so smart. That's really that's really playing on the patriarchy's up. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Well, good for her. What's your background like? Like, like where'd you grow up? Like, who are you, Jenna Friedman? Like, who is so John Galt? interesting. <laughs> Such a... You're from New York. Shrouded in mystery. Uh, outside of Philly, actually. Outside of, oh, right. Hey. We have a mutual friend. That's yes. Right. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we do. Outside of Philly. Outside of Philly. Jewish. Uh, Jewish. Okay. Um, went to college in Chicago, moved to New York in 2008, lived there for a decade. The motherland, right? Mm-hmm. And then here, the past year I've been here. And you hate it here. I don't hate it. I just like walking. That's where I write jokes. Mm-hmm. My creativity comes from being out in the world, talking to people, walking around, you know. Yeah, you might want to find a different source for yeah. Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. I feel like walking around and like meeting people and talking to them is not an L.A. thing. So, Jenna, your first job in comedy was, was it The Daily Show? Letterman. Letterman was your first job. Oh I wrote gosh. for Letterman. Yeah. How it, was that? And that was like my the- resume makes me sound like a lot older. I mean, I'm 36. I'm not young, but... Yeah, I have a resume of like a 45-year-old man. Uh, I wrote for Letterman 2011, I think. Okay. That's like yeah, that's of this decade. Mm-hmm. It's like that. It was like, like the, the waning years of Letterman. Mm-hmm. The twilight. The, the that made total that. twilight. Yeah. It was like Weekend at Bernie's. It was just trying to write jokes for like a dead person who just was so checked out. <laughs> Seriously, he was dead. I mean, he's he still alive. But, right. But spiritually dead. Yeah, he was done. So was it difficult? Was it was it fun? I mean, obviously it was, you know, it's historic, so. Yeah, it was interesting. Um, there were a lot of people between him and I. And, and like, I think he had a, his sensibility overlapped with all the writers, but there were so many producers in between us that for a while the only jokes I would get on would be, like, the top tens. And, mm-hmm. like, the, there were little jokes leading into the show. I forget what those were called. But, like, introducing him, I remember the first joke I got on, it was, like, Please welcome to the stage uh, second wave feminist Marxist Dave Letterman. It was so dumb, but <laughs> those were the things that he would read. Right. He read those and he read the top tens. And so they were like tweets to me. So that's what right. I would get on. And then with the sketches, it would just go through a lot of people. And you left to go to The Daily Show after that? Yeah. Okay. And how was that? I love The Daily Show. That was great. Wyatt Snack was the one who was like, you should do this job. And I was like, what's well, a field producer? Mm-hmm. And um, we were writing and directing the field pieces and... Uh, that taught me how to be a director. It was awesome. Nice, and that's your gig now, because you're, like, you're you're directing and like and, and doing your own comedy specials now on Adult Swim. Yeah, I directed uh, my friend in New Valia, who's awesome. She directed the first episode. I directed the second episode of uh, Soft Focus on Adult Swim. Yeah, yeah. Which is an awesome show, by the way. <laughs> it, it, Did you see? It, you it very saw- encapsulates it encapsulates you so well because it, you are very. Awkward and understated. No, you're soft spoken. <laughs> I was gonna say, <laughs> but yes, I'll I'll take the logline of your show. Of course. All right, ready for the first battle? Yeah! I love you guys. You guys are the best. Uh, let's meet your judges for the night. First guy I'm bringing to the stage. He's got a new show called Rami coming out on Hulu. Make it up for Rami Youssef, everybody. Rami, that's my guy. Anywhere you want. Uh, so many late night appearances. She used to write for The Daily Show, and she's got a she's got a special on Adult Swim. Please make a laugh for Miss Jenna Friedman, everybody. Jenna, Jenna Friedman, good to see you. Thank you so much. 
And this guy's the season one champ. He's got two half hours in Comedy Central. Please make it loud for the bearded dynamo, Mr. Mike Lawrence. Yes! Hey, hey, hey. No. I like what you guys are doing. You bring up their, you give a lot of people the opportunity to flex their joke muscles in a very cool way. Thank you. Is that I, what you think about yeah, it? Yeah, mm -hmm. I think so. Was that, all right, so what attracted you to the Rose Battle? Because the first time you did it was, I want to say, four or five years ago in Austin, Texas at the South by Southwest Festival against, against Jay Light. Yes. Uh, and Char what? Charlie just connected me to it. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know what was happening. Yeah. I was there to see friend shows, and he was like, if you do this, I'll give you a badge. And I was like, thank you, Charlie. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> that how we book battles for that's South That's kind of how it works. Yeah. It's, it's a $1,700 badge. It's a really expensive it. badge. Well, and it was cool. I didn't know. I'm not like a roast. I'm not roasty, you know. I, really? Yeah, Jeff Ross told us you were. That's why he was excited to have you on the on those shows. Oh, well, I did it, you know. <laughs> yeah. I was. I won it. Yeah, you definitely. Yeah, you definitely won. But I, I, I feel very, you know, because we're all we all have such internal struggles that I don't want to make anyone feel bad more than my comedy already does. Okay. Seriously. Is that what your comedy is? Yeah, Jenna? I think I think my comedy makes everybody feel bad, not individuals feel bad. And so the roast is like a little bit of a step outside of my comfort zone. Your first battle of the evening. One guy's from Houston, the other guy's from Dallas. Ugh. <laughs> sure. First guy I'm bringing the stage, tattooed long. Make it up for Zach Brooks. H Town! H Town! What up, Zach? Good to see you. Now, you're battling Danny Goodwin. Yep. Why are you doing this to Danny? Are you guys friends? Yeah, you could say that. Yeah, we're friends. <laughs> yeah. All right. I've known Danny for, for a long, long time. Okay. So why'd you say yes to this? Uh, I want to get that badge, man. That's what's <laughs> Don't we all? All right. Yeah. This other guy, also white. All right. From Plano. I love that that's literally his credit. <laughs> He's been doing it comedy 10 years. Also white. Wait, wait, wait. He does comedy? <laughs> hey, make a laugh for Plano's own. Danny Goodwin! Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Daniel! This looks like oh, every uh... guy that runs a Q&A at this festival. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, that they can only come when they say, so what's your process like? <laughs> <laughs> Danny, battling your buddy here? Yeah. Okay. Who called who out? What's, what's happening here? Why? I don't know. I think, uh, yeah, just Zach needs to be taken down a peg. How right. about that? Well, I, I, like that. I like that. I like that. All right, everybody. It's one round, five jokes. Gentlemen, who's going first? Um... I'll go first. You go first? Yeah. Everybody, are we ready for this? All right. Now, this is just for us. We, we don't remember who these guys are. This is Zach. This is Danny. One more time. This is Danny. This is Zach. Are we ready for the battle of white privilege? Let's roast! Uh, some people wear their heart on their sleeve. Danny wears his lack of self-esteem on his face. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Zach and I have been friends for quite some time. I remember the first day we met each other, just thinking to myself, man, I didn't know the mean kid from Toy Story 1 got fat and addicted to Xanax. That's crazy. 
Must have missed a sequel or something. <laughs> Give it up for Slob Ross, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Danny Goodwin looks like Mrs. Frizzle on the tail end of transitioning. <laughs> Silly stringed up right now. <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> um, <laughs> after one semester, Zach Brooks failed out of Baylor University. Do you know how fucking stupid you have to be to get kicked out of that rape dungeon they call a Christian college? <laughs> Half your classes were just called prayer. Did you kneel the wrong direction? How did you fuck that up? Um, Danny, <laughs> Danny, uh, washes his hands up to 15 times a day, uh, but I would be too if I fingered that many little boys. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, this is true. Zach's girlfriend has a premium Snapchat account where if you send her $5, she will send you nude photos of herself. Uh, it's a very entrepreneurial way of saying, my boyfriend has a small dick. <laughs> um, Danny's uh, known in the Austin comedy community for passing out on people's couches at random times. But I would be tired too if I was fingering that many little boys. <laughs> Wakanda forever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> for those in the back, Zach is covered in stupid tattoos. Um, he has one of a robot owl, uh, Admiral Akbar with a gold chain around his neck, and a giraffe with laser beam vision. Um, Zach is the only person to walk through the graphic t-shirt section at Target and think, I want these on my body forever. <laughs> Last joke. Danny, uh, Danny's a lot like a Confederate statue. He's a tall, racist loser with a bird's nest on his head. <laughs> um, all right. <laughs> Uh, Zach actually went to rehab when he was 18 years old. Um, given his family's religious background, this probably means gay conversion therapy. Um, now, Zach would say he's not gay, but when you would blow a dude for some Adderall, we're really just splitting hairs, right? Hey, keep it going. Zach Brooks, Danny Goodwin. And that old nigga Wave, holy shit. Thank you, Wave. <laughs> We learned a lot in this battle. Um, 
Rami Youssef, who'd you like in this one? Um, this was, a lot of questions came up. Uh, <laughs> I was definitely very curious about uh, what, what the name of the Snapchat account was, but uh, <laughs> I think we, we all kind of went there. I, I did feel like Zach started a little bit slower, uh, but then, you know, you, you really, and maybe it's just because I saw the Michael Jackson doc, but if there's any truth to the allegations of the little boy fingering, I'm, uh, I'm gonna have to go with Zach. I think he might've won this one. <laughs> That's one for Zach. <laughs> Yenna Friedman, who are you liking this one? Uh, Malcolm Gladwell, I thought you did a really good job. Thanks, I appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> Got those 10,000 hours, employer. <laughs> yeah, like you reached a tipping point in the middle. <laughs> Sorry, of your... Bit of an outlet. Set, but I was wary of, you know, Target, Xanax, Adderall. Part of me is like, are you another paid uh, sponsor at South by Southwest? So I was a little bit wary of that. Um... Danny, I think like uh, I think your Confederate statue, Zach. I mean, you're that's same to me. I don't know, Zach. Mm -hmm. Your Confederate statue joke was really good. Thank you. And I like how you just persevered without realizing you have like uh, silly putty or whatever on your oh. head. I know, I know, I'm absolutely. You look like just it. like a sad person who a bird shat on and. <laughs> You're gonna make the most of it, and I appreciate your struggle. And so you have my vote this round. Thank you. That's two to one. Mike, your vote doesn't count, but we want to hear from you anyway. I know he's like, I could clean it, but I deserve this. Uh, I'm taking it. I like that you called him a pedophile when your arms look like a fourth grader screensaver. Uh, <laughs> And if, if you did figure little kids, what's that documentary going to be called? Finding GameStop? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> but I love you guys both had the calm, relaxed delivery of two people who realize they will never leave Austin. Uh, Keeping it weird, baby. It was just two different styles, long and rambly or short and funny. Um... <laughs> And I'm gonna go with Zach on this one. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, H-Town Zone, Zach Brooks wins! Gentlemen, hug each other. One more time, Danny Goodwin, Zach Brooks, outstanding work, you two. Battle! Come on! Like you mean it! Oh yeah! Uh, you're better! find that the audiences at like South by Southwest are cooler than like other places or like no. the, this <laughs> no they're not at all they're no, so and, di I mean they're different and the only because reason and the, the only reason they're different right the story's interesting that's a little weirdish I can hear that but I, I'd say the the tech audiences because that's when we we perform is usually during like the tech and the film and the comedy portion um they're not they're not accustomed to hearing those kind of jokes, so I think they're a little—it's a little jarring to them at first. Mm -hmm. Even though they may be entertained, they're not going to be as maybe vocal with their, uh, I guess, appreciation or laughter as as much as the Bellingham is going to be, or as much as like New York's going to be. Oh, I thought they were vocal when something was happening that they they liked. I mean, there were when we we discussed this a couple episodes ago, but uh -huh. like the Austin style of like you know reading off the note cards and acting like I can't believe I'm saying all these awful things about my best friend. They were like, oh, that's fun. Yeah. But then when you got up there and you're like, no, I've thoroughly prepared to be as mean as possible. They were like, we're not on board right. with that. Right, yeah. Some things are a little shocking 
So it was like an alt comedy. I mean, alt is a mainstream, but it had like more of like the hipster, like I'm reading off my notebook. Yeah. Totally. So people will laugh. Gotcha. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. she gets it. Oh, I get it. <laughs> you totally oh, I get, get it. it. Well, yeah. because that's like, that is like, there are two scenes and I feel like the alt now is a mainstream, so it's not like alt, but it used to be club and then kind of like the, the, the alternative, alternative venues, scene. Yeah. And in club rooms, people are paying to drink minimums or whatever. They, they have an expectation where they want you to tell jokes that you've perfected. And then the other scene, they're like, we don't we're not at a comedy club The we don't we want to we want to be part of you creating something out of nothing. That's cooler to us. So then if you told the same joke, but one, you're looking down at a notebook, pretending you're writing it and one, you're like super polished about it, you get. Different reactions. Yeah. yeah, we had L.A. battlers by night three who were completely memorized who were telling me, like, I think I'm just going to act like I'm reading off of my phone, even though I have them memorized, because that seems to be, like, hitting me. It was Working, a strange right. dynamic. Yeah. But I, I thought the crowds were great when they were, like, super into it. Yeah. yeah. Cool. And you were back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sorry, I didn't mean to talk Roast Battle on the Roast Battle podcast. Jenna. Yeah, how dare you? All dude. apologies. You know what we're supposed to be talking about here. Uh, we're hitting uh so Jenna, we're going to Nashville, Tennessee on April eleventh, which is a Thursday, and it's known as the Bachelorette Capital of the World. What should we expect out there in Nashville? Have you been? I ha I haven't been to Nashville. That's a city on my list. Is Next it? question. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure it's great. It's cool, you know? Yeah. You're not gonna say anything bad about Nashville. Why mm-hmm. would, why do you want to go? Uh, a lot of my musician friends live there now. Do you play music? No. All right. We're also going to Huntsville, Alabama. Cool. Right. April 12th, we're going to Huntsville, Alabama. Stand up live. We're bringing the, the whole circus out there. Uh, I'm assuming you've never been to Huntsville, Alabama. And why would you? Uh, I haven't. Okay. But, um, you know, I've been to uh, Alabama. I was in Alabama recently. Ew, why? Actually, not recently. But uh, when I was at The Daily Show, we actually interviewed a, a fetus lawyer in Alabama. There's a fetus lawyer out there? He defends fetuses. It's really sad. But, uh, yeah, they don't pay. Well, he does get state funds. Nice. State funds? That's why they hate him. Wait, who hates what? The state has to hate this guy because they're taking like... He's... No, no, no. He... No, no. It, I shouldn't have brought this up. <laughs> Huntsville, just... we're coming to see you. <laughs> April 12th. And we're bringing the fetus lawyer with us. That's yeah. brilliant. Uh, all right. And April 13th, it's a Saturday, Saturday the 13th. <laughs> what other joke can I ruin? Or We're going other? to Houston at Rockefellers. Have you been to Houston? <laughs> um, it's the most obese city in the country. My, no, my sister had a fun time biking around Houston, I think, or Dallas, I forget. Oh, so she's just like flexing on people <laughs> in Houston who are fat, basically? I don't know. No, I mean, Houston apparently is cool. Because right. I didn't think it was, but it, I think it is. Yeah, yeah, I got family out there. It's, it's whatever. I am not funny in terms of cities. I'm not. Like April 13th, <laughs> we're coming to Houston, Rockefeller's two shows. Jennifer Friedman will not be. No. <laughs> now, this is a battle as old as time it's black people versus white people. Jim Crow. Jim Crow. Everybody. Everybody. Well, hold on. Just the black people. Jim. Yeah, as old as time or the 1600s, you decide. <laughs> I, like that you're wearing years, a Whitney, I love that you're wearing a Whitney shirt and Bobby Brown's pants. <laughs> Mike. Be, be careful with that Whitney shirt. I, have to, I hear you have to be careful how you wash it. First of all, these all pants, right. these pants are- died just like Whitney. So. 
Anyway, these pants are my prerogative. Anyway. Uh, they don't know Barbie Brown out here. All right. Uh, let's meet these guys. Both of them been on the television show Roast Battle. Any fans of Roast Battle TV? That makes sense. Nobody watched it. All right. Uh, first guy bringing the stage from Atlanta, Georgia. Make a laugh for Jerron Horton, everybody. Hey. Yes, 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 yes. Yo. Yeah. What up? What, what up, up, handsome? How you doing, man? I'm all right. Battling Jay Light. You know Jay Light. He's a buddy of yours. Why are you doing this to him? Um, actually, he challenged me because I pointed at his shirt and flicked him in the nose. So I don't know where this. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, yeah, you'll know. You what know he the is. reason that all feuds happen in the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, this gentleman is very geeky. We love him so much. Uh, last time he was here at South by Southwest, he battled Jenna Friedman. He's been on two seasons of Rose Battle. He's riding on Battle Bots right now. Make it up for Jay Light. Yes. 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 Thank you. Push. Believe. All right. Your good buddies, Ron Horton. You guys know each other. You guys have worked together before. Why are you battling? Man, it's not often you get it. Asked as a white kid from Texas, you get a chance to beat up a black guy. That's, that's so rare. I'm excited. Yeah. Or wear a Christmas sweater in the spring. So is this, I guess you just take it how you leave it, huh? Yeah. I feel like this battle was started because Jay quoted The Wire to Jerron. <laughs> that makes sense. All right, gentlemen, it's one round. It's five jokes. Who wants it first? I do. You got this? Yeah. Audience, are we ready for this? Let's do it. Light skin, white skin, let's roast! Jay, you look like the kind of guy that would get sucked into a game of Jumanji. <laughs> Jerron, you look like the monster in the BET version of The Shape of Water. A little bit, a little bit. Nobody saw Shape of Water. <laughs> uh, Jay loves playing his Nintendo, but he'd rather watch his girlfriend smash brothers. Thank you, Wave. <laughs> Jerron just went skiing in Aspen and has an Instagram for his dog. Dude, you're so whitewashed, you got your makeup done by Tom Sawyer. Okay. Oh, all right, no readers. Great, perfect. <laughs> just me. All that time in the library for nothing. Uh, true story. Uh, I actually gave Jay his first pair of Jordans, which is ironic because his great-grandfather owned a pair of Matumbos. It was more than a pair. Uh, <laughs> when Jerron was younger, a woman tricked him into believing that he was a father. I mean, isn't that terrible? For a whole year, some poor kid thought Jerron was their father. Uh, Jay, you look like you keep your white privilege inside a Batman wallet. <laughs> Can I get that back, Mike, please? Uh, <laughs> Jerron used to be a professional boxer, keeping up the great American tradition of black guys being on the ropes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good ass joke. Uh, last joke, last joke. Uh, Jay, you look like the only kid who threw a temper tantrum leaving Neverland. Jerron <laughs> used to write on a TV show for Oprah's TV network. It was very exciting. He told me he was super pumped for the day that he brought, she brought all the young black writers into her office and sat him down and said, you get a dad. 
And you get a dad. And you get a dad. And you get a dad. Everybody gets a dad. Jay writes jokes for MasterChef, which is crazy because you'd think Gordon Ramsay would recognize an unseasoned comic. Jerron, both of the shows you wrote for got canceled. What do you tell the barber when you get your hair cut? Just give me a fade into obscurity. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Jerron Horton, Jay Light, little overtime action. Aw, <laughs> uh, damn. There's, um, there's booty juice down here. Make a lot for the wave one more time. That, <laughs> that battle had everything. It had racism and Michael Jackson and booty juice. All right, uh, <laughs> Jennifer, who you like in this one? Jesus. Jerron versus Rachel Maddow Light. Let's see. I thought it was a tough battle. It's hard to, so a lot of comedy audiences don't read. So when you do that, you're like, like, uh, you're not gonna, Ira Sass, is that funny? It's not funny. Ira Glass, you guys, it's a joke on a joke. It's too obscure. See, I did it too. (laughs) So Jay, I empathize, but I thought, um, I thought that Jerron, I'm really tired, I slept for two hours. I thought that um, Jerron's, uh, again, the Michael Jackson, um, you know, just making pedophilia funny, because someone has to after that documentary. I appreciate that. Thank so you, uh, it was a very close call. Um, uh, you're dressed like Elizabeth Warren. I'm gonna go. Is she here? <laughs> I'm gonna go with Jerron. Thank you, thank All you. Right. Applause right. or nothing? Goddamn! I, wow, yeah, uh, they're weird. Yeah, yeah. They're still, they're still trying to figure out like who Jay was talking about in that that uh, that Mark Twain book that they don't read. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, does he mean Nick or Jim? <laughs> You're welcome, audience. Rami, who do you like in this one? Oh, man, this was tough because I really I love both of you guys. Uh, seeing you go at each other was it was devastating. It was. Um, <laughs> well, I think a couple of things really resonated. I think when you said. Jay would be into watching uh, black guys have sex with his girlfriend. I really believe that. Yeah. Uh, that it's true. We call him Macaulay Cuckin. That <laughs> <laughs> was pretty good, Math Curry. Pretty good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, see, I was a little bit on the fence, and then this Macaulay Cuckin, this, that was good. Uh, it just continues to be really good. Uh, I believe you both still listen to R. Kelly for different reasons, and... Um, <laughs> Uh, I, uh, I'm, I'm gonna give this one to Jerron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of fences, remember when Nigger Jim, like, helped Tom Sawyer, like, paint that fence? You guys don't get it. Go ahead, Mike. He was also like, you know you could just call me Jim. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, I love this private school production of Green Book. It was wonderful. <laughs> Which just goes to show you, more people watch Green Book than Shape of Water. Go ahead, Mike. <laughs> the sad thing is, if you went into Jumanji, I would be what you come out as. Uh, <laughs> it was all real! 
This was more even than if you guys actually fought. Um, and the kind of comedy you expect from people who wrote on MasterChef and the OWN Network. Uh, oh, shit. That's a hell of a joke. Riveting. Um, <laughs> no, it was fucking good. Uh, but I would say uh, you started out great. You ended strong. But overall, with consistency, I got to give it to Jerron. Thank you. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, this never happens in Texas, but a black guy being a white guy, Jerome West! <laughs> Hug each other. Oh uh, yeah. One more time, Jay Light. Jerron Horton, everybody. Make it loud. Make it loud. I'm curious. I'm curious to know about the first, uh, the first South by Southwest experience, because I wasn't on board at that point. I was watching from afar, and it seemed like a lot of fun. Yeah, did you have fun? Well, uh, my my first South by Southwest, I, my lisp is very pronounced right now for some reason, but it was 2010 or 11, and it wasn't the roast. And then I went back, and my first roast experience at South by was like three years ago or four. Mm-hmm. That was really fun. You guys, it's kind of like a cult, but a good one. There's we are a, a cult. We're definitely a cult. That's our yeah. brand. Yeah, you yeah. nailed it. Yeah. yeah and like out the- of any comedy space, it's actually, it is supportive of women. I have found. Thank you. Thank you, Jenna. All right, we can start the podcast. <laughs> I <laughs> That's mean, the I would love, like, feel free to, you know, prove me wrong, but because I don't know. I only, no, I only I... see it from the glass tower of the judge, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, like, on the streets. <laughs> no, in the streets, though, we like to, we do, like, we hopefully like to say that, you know, women are the best roast battlers because they win the most. And, and we I mean, have to pa- be battling off outside of the roast all the time. Right, yeah. That's why I'm maybe why I'm tired right now. You guys have been battling so much. Yeah, because it's just the patriarchy. It's not. I'm not tired. (laughs) This is just my base level is exhausted. Yeah. Yes. Once you're in your 30s and female, you're just tired all the time. We'll never know. We'll never know. I've been exhausted since like 26. Mm -hmm. That's just the life of a fat dude, though. Oh, there's there's that. I'm also just oppressed because I'm black, and I just use that as an excuse to, you know, get free college or whatever else. Um, All of look at us all. We're all (laughs) comics. That's the one thing that (laughs) connects us all. No, but I, I like that you. You said it's it's inclusive of women. That's certainly my viewpoint. Yes. I, I I've always. But we're felt, also men, so we don't really. Say well, it. and as I I talk to a lot of women within the roast by. You can ask, uh, you know, some of them. I I ask like, what's your experience like? And I think a lot of them really really enjoy the show, but they some of them get burnt out and don't want to do it, or they they say it's anxiety inducing. Well, yeah, I mean, people are I hear talking that about a lot. you, yeah, and they're really. They're really pointing at your insecurities and pointing them out. So yeah, I can definitely see that being with anybody though. Does that does that get weird for you? Like when when you did it, was there anything where you were like, I you know? I mean, I don't even. I just did it against Jay. I don't know. Like I don't think he. There was one thing where he. I, I don't know. I mean, the the thing that I hope is that audiences are at least evolving to the point where like you can't do the same like jokes about like. I don't. I don't know. I'm not on the ground so much, but right. You like, know, how about like. The shaming jokes, like the slut shaming, fat shaming. Yeah, right. like it just seems like audiences hopefully are hipper where like that kind of stuff reflects more poorly on the person telling it. You know, I mean, I don't want to. And this and this show does kind of self-police itself in that way. Yeah, self-policing is a word. But again, when you get more really analytical, like nothing's funny about that. But I do think I from what I from what I have just seen, it, it seems like um, it's a cool space. Yeah. It's an all-inclusive space. It's a consensual space that we can talk trash. Consensual, yeah. yeah we're all talking trash. About <laughs> I mean, it's... Jenna Friedman. <laughs> I don't yeah, yeah, it is it's consensual. true, though, right? Yeah. Totally. 
because because everybody's agreeing to what's happening. Mm-hmm. So that's what we like to really just kind of point out, like, hey, this is all happening for a reason. These people aren't doing this involuntarily. They're not bullying anybody. Everybody's asking for this because they can all fight back. No one's drugged. No one's drugged. Hopefully. Or dragged. Or yeah. dragged. Everybody, this is the last battle of the night. Are we ready? Battle. Come on. Louder. Louder. Yeah. All right. Last battle. This is a Puerto Rican woman and a fat white guy from Philadelphia. Are we excited? It's like a street fight in New York. Let's have some fun. Uh, first lady bringing to the stage from Florida. Now she lives in New York. Make a lot for Kim Connington, everybody. Grab your, grab your weapon right there. What's Beautiful. up? Hey. Hi. Hey. Last time we Hi. saw you, you were beating Olivia Grace on television. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, now yeah. you're battling Pat Barker. Why are you battling Pat Barker? Um, I don't know. I'm excited tonight. I'm uh, battling literally Philadelphia's best. Uh, so. It's a we'll cream cheese joke, everybody. <laughs> he likes bagels. <laughs> All right. Uh, this guy was also on the, the last season of Roast Battle. Uh, please make it loud for our good friend, co-host of the Roast Battle Podcast, which you should listen to on Apple Podcasts, Pat Barker! Head out. What's up? What's up? <laughs> All right. She called you cream cheese, Pat. I love bagels. I think that's relatable. I, any bagel fans out there? I'm already winning. This is great. This looks like every fight you see outside of an abortion clinic. That's... <laughs> you said we were going halfsies. <laughs> going half on a baby. It's an R. Kelly joke. All right. Um, you battle like Kim while you're doing this tour. No, you know, I'm excited for the battle. I love Kim. She's one of the best at this. Kim is, like, way better at roast battles than her dad was at custody battles. So... I think it's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> it's one round, it's five jokes. Kim, Pat, who's going first? I'll take it. That's yeah? Fine. Yeah. You're a gentleman. Southern gentleman. Last battle of the night. Let's make it so fucking loud we break this place. Woo! Battle! Battle! Let's roast! Kim hosts a podcast called Subway Creatures. It's about all the different dudes that she's fucked for a sandwich. like he's still not sure if Michael Jackson did it. I have my doubts. Um, There's no evidence. What what do you want me to say? Uh, Look, there has been a vicious rumor in Kim's previous battles that her dad is a heroin addict, and that's not true. That's not true. He couldn't be a heroin addict because she's vain and he's never tried to find her. I know Pat doesn't look athletic, but in high school, he always made the football team come. Did you write that joke while looking in the mirror? Um, (laughs) Guys, Kim is part Native American, and she's a real Indian giver. Like, every time she gives a guy HPV, she also manages to keep it for herself. It's one of nine people. (laughs) Pat looks like he goes to strip clubs on his lunch break. If you think I use my lunch break to do anything but eat more lunch, you're completely wrong. Um, Kim, uh, Kim is a stoner, and her best friend died in a car crash. They bonded over a mutual love of hitting the trees and getting all fucked up. 
is from New Jersey, so he has sex with his wife the same way he pumps gas. Someone else does it for him. <laughs> it's really funny. Uh, last That's really one. funny. Uh, I'm, I'm from New Jersey. Kim actually lives in New York, and from the waist down, she's a lot like the 9-11 memorial. A disaster area with two gaping holes and a line full of sad people waiting to get in. Never forget. <laughs> Pat's wife had a miscarriage two months before they got married. I guess she wasn't the only one with cold feet. <laughs> I don't want to listen. I don't want to be too. I don't want to be too mean about the miscarriage because she'll carry it around for months before she lets it die. Uh, make a love for Kim Congdon, Pat Barker, and the and the old nigga wave, everybody. All right, this is the last battle. Judges! Who do you like this one? Rami, go first. Oh, man, this felt like a very, the weirdest episode of Jane the Virgin. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, the, uh, the R. Kelly piss, it had nothing to do with either of you, but very powerful piece of art. Yeah, truly, just props to the wave. Uh, I think it was very healing for the audience to see that play out. I know it's on our minds and our hearts, and, and I think it, I saw a couple of people over here really uh, appreciate that, yeah. You right there, sir. <laughs> Fucking weirdo. Uh, the, um, oh man, that abortion, uh, the, the miscarriage. Wow, is that true? Yeah, it's true. Kim's just jealous that she paid for all those abortions and God handled mine for free, so, you know. <laughs> what are you gonna the mis- do? The miscarriage. Yeah, no, it's, to- it's totally true. Oh, but I have a little baby boy now, so it's all good. Oh, hey. <laughs> That's great. Um, In heaven. <laughs> God damn, Kim. Jesus. I mean... <laughs> it's not right, Kim. Yeah, that's, this one's going to Kim. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, going oh. to Kim. <laughs> wow. God damn. <laughs> Jennifer, <Jennifer's laughs> please. You're, you're such Jesus a bitch. <laughs> Just so that you guys feel better, everybody miscarries. That's a children's book that hasn't been written yet. <laughs> everybody miscarries. Um, I thought it was a really good battle. Um, okay, stupid. I liked how you. Uh, no. I like how you dress like you're not going to be in front of people. I think that's really inspiring. I am well, not fashion forward. And thank so you. I am inspired by that choice that you made. I'll bet the other judge loves my video game t-shirt. I, I know my audience. All right. Yeah. And um, I thought that your 9-11 joke was great. Uh, I thought it was great. And then I also, you know, I'm from New Jersey as well. So cool. Three of us. Great. So um, good stuff. Meadow Soprano. I thought you had some... <laughs> Really strong jokes. <laughs> I think you uh, edged him out uh, at the end with the miscarriage joke and the New Jersey joke. Just really great stuff, uh, both of you guys, but I'm going to give it to Meadow. Wow. <laughs> the miscarriage. Nature's abortion. All right, Mike, who do you like in this one? This felt like a battle between Ariana Grande and one of her stalkers. Uh, <laughs> I just love that a child had to die and 9-11 had to happen for this battle to be good. Uh, 
Never forget all of their sacrifices. Um, <laughs> we were like, this isn't going anywhere. Everyone's still alive. Like, just wait a minute. <laughs> and and uh, no, it was, it was fucking great. Uh, but I do think Kim edged it out. But great job, both of you. Yeah. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, you're winning with the last battle of the night. Miss Kimberly Congdon. Hug Dude. each other. Audience, you're outstanding. Check out the podcast. It's called Roast Battle. It's a podcast. Get them wherever you get podcasts. Thank you, Mike Lawrence, Jenna Friedman, Rami Youssef, Zach Brooks, Danny Goodwin, Kim Cogna, Pat Barker, Jay Light, Jordan Horton. This is Coach T. I'm Brian Moses. That's the only good way. We'll see you guys tomorrow night. The Uh Jenna, thank you for coming in. Uh, anything we can like plug? Like, anything you're doing next besides the uh, check out Soft Focus on Dill Swim? Oh yeah, I have uh, another hour show that I'm building. It's called, tentatively called Miscarriage of Justice. It will be- Of course it is. <laughs> it'll be at the Edinburgh Fringe in August and I'll be doing like uh, previews around LA and New York. Okay, cool. Any website we can like check out? And just um, social media? Where, where should we Rain, find it? <laughs> <laughs> you should donate. Uh, um, no one's ever done that. That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, Planned Parenthood, they need help. Yes. Uh, donate to all these causes, please. Yeah. We all need your help. <laughs> if you find uh, $2,000 in the street, just <laughs> pay for some abortions. Okay. Thank you, Jenna. That's why you're the best. <laughs> <laughs>